Welcome to the Into the Deep Lenten Podcast. Week 3. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey, sat straight down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, What? You a Jew and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, Whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water, so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. I see you are a prophet, sir. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, while you say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour will come. In fact, it is here already when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshipper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah, that is Christ, is coming, and when he comes, he will tell us everything. I who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. Many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony when he said, He told me all I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days, and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe because of what you told us. We have heard him ourselves, and we know that he really is the Saviour of the world. The Gospel of the Lord.
For this reflection, let me take you to Chester Cathedral in England. It's an old cathedral over a thousand year old dedicated to Christ and the Blessed Virgin Mary. As you approach the cathedral, you see in, one, in front of the cathedral a large amount of greenery that really attracts your eyes. It's verdant, it's greenery, there is life there. And as you approach, you begin to hear also the tinkling of water. And then you see a statue, a sculpture appearing. It's a very strange sculpture because among, among the hedges of the greenery, you actually, the first thing that strikes you is a man and a woman, a woman leaning over a male as if kissing the male. But as you get closer and closer and closer, you can see that the two of them are intertwined. The woman fills up there, have the top part, the upper part of the sculpture. The male fills up the lower part of the sculpture. The woman is living over the male. The male is as if he's sitting on the ground. What unites them is a ball of water. And then all of a sudden you realize this is not just a, a male and a female, a man, a man and a woman in an intimate, sharing an intimate moment, but it is a gospel passage. It is the woman of the well. But the striking thing about this sculpture is that normally Jesus is the dominant figure, while in this one here, quite clearly, the woman at the well, the woman is the dominant figure that leans over the male. What is happening to this sculpture here? Let's look at it a little bit more closely. As I said before, the ball of water is what links the two of them together. Quite clearly, it takes us back to the gospel passage in which Jesus meets the woman. He's waiting for her there at the well, and he actually asks her, give me some water. It is Jesus that thirsts. In a way, it looks as if at first the woman is offering the water to Jesus. But then, as you look a little bit closer, you can actually see, you can actually deepen this understanding because it, because the writing around the border of the statue, it quite clearly says, the water that I give will become a spring of water all as well enough to eternal life. So there is something also that telling us, these are the words that Jesus is telling the woman. The woman is talking about water, H2O, but Jesus now is talking about such, something much deeper than that a living water that well up to eternal life. And the word eternal, very often we think of, of an afterlife, but it also means the fullness of life. This water gives us the fullness of life now. That's what John talks about when he talks about eternal life. It's not just what will happen after life, it's what is happening to us now. And so we can see that Maybe it is Jesus offering the woman water. In fact, if you look much clo very closely to the, to the sculpture, you can see that the hands of Jesus are holding the hands of the woman. Both of them are holding on to the water, but it is Jesus' hands which are, are the exterior hands holding the hands of the woman. So it is him that offers him the water. And then the other thing that struck me was, why are the two bodies intertwined? At first it seems like a beautiful architectural gimmick, but then it really dawned on me this, 
because as the woman drinks this water, she really springs out of Jesus's. Jesus giving her the water makes it possible for her to be filled with this living water so that she springs out of him. It is Jesus that gives us the new life, that Jesus the life to go out, to go out and, and live it, the life to the full. This, this literally is a beautiful interpretation of the gospel because as we know, the woman comes to the well in a very fairly compromised life. She's had five husbands and the one that she has now is not her husband. It's a fairly compromising situation in her life. But as you read the whole scripture, and I hope that you will read the scripture, you can see the deepening of her faith. Before that, he calls him, you are a man and I am a woman. You are a, I'm a, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Can you see there is a deepening there? After a while, you can see she refers to him as sir. And after a while, he, she says, you must be the Messiah. And after a while, at the end of the story, you can see they refer to him as the savior of the world. This is a story of conversion, inviting not just the elect to go on a journey of conversion, but invites all of us who hear this gospel anew on a journey of conversion. All of us are invited literally to be filled, to allow ourselves to be filled with this living water. But in order before we can be filled though, we must empty. That's why this period is called purification and enlightenment. Because Jesus cannot fill a heart which is already full of our own desires, of our own priorities. We must empty our hearts first, purification, then we are filled with living water like this woman. And then like her also, we will be transformed. We come to Jesus with our life in sometimes in, in a messy way, but by the end of the story, the woman goes out as a, one of the first missionary disciples to invite others to come to meet Jesus, who is the one that can give us living water. I mentioned how the two figures are linked by the ball of living water, but that's the only, not the only thing that links them. Is also their faces are very, very close to each other. As I said at the beginning, at first I thought was a male and a female kissing each other. Instead, as you look in this sculpture here, there is an intense gaze into each other. The, her gaze is a gaze of longing. It's the longing of a person that wants to love and to be loved. This is the longing in the heart of every human being that has ever lived, to love and to be loved. She has not always been very successful in this, in, on, on, in this journey, but the longing is there. And so Jesus looks up to her. He's the one that can provide the living water that can fill our hearts with this love. The intensity of the gaze is so powerful that as if it's the two figures were literally joined also by their gaze. And my final comment on this beautiful, uh, beautiful sculpture is, at first, it felt a little bit strange for me to see such a modern sculpture in the, just before this such an such an old cathedral, a, a thousand-year-old cathedral. Why is such a modern? Does it fit in? Is it out of place? And then, as I reflected on it and prayed on it, it dawned on me: to me, it fits in perfectly there, because sometimes the church might have got old in some ways 
but the gospel message is always new. It's always the living message that brings greenery, that brings new life, that brings life to, to all of us. And therefore, there is the perfect place to put such a beautiful statue to remind us that the gospel is, can become for us the living water that will, bring, will give us a life and a life to the full. Next week, we'll hear from Father Werner Utri as he reflects on the Gospel for the fourth Sunday of Lent, entitled The Man Born Blind. <laughs>